John the Blog Centric, VIF 2020 Review, Time. Time is a documentary of how Sybil Fox Richardson fights for the freedom of her husband Robert. Normally I don't like to see documentaries. I've seen enough one-sided documentaries in the previous decade to turn me off them. However, I took an interest in time. Injustice to African Americans has been a heated topic in 2020 and still continues into 2021. I felt time was worth seeing. The documentary consists mostly of filmed footage from court appearances, church appearances, and camera phone videos of various moments and shown in black and white. The film begins with Sybil Fox Richardson trying to get a result back from the legal system for the freedom of her husband, Robert. Robert was sentenced to prison for 60 years for an armed robbery he committed. It was his first offense. It's a sentence many, including Sybil, feel is unjust and she's working to get him freed. The story is a long process as Sybil is trying to get a result or even a simple answer from the Louisiana Justice Department. It's been a long wait over years. Each time she's been calling, she gets a message that they don't have a result or even an answer for her. Even when they give Sybil a due date when they'll have it ready, it's the same response, no answer. You may ask, how did this all start? It was in the 1990s when Robert and Sybil had plans to start a business of their own. They planned on starting a sportswear store of their own in Lafayette. It seemed destined for promise as sportswear was all the rage in the 1990s and Lafayette is a big football town. However, business didn't go as well as they hoped. The two decided to rob a bank in 1997. Robert did the robbery and Sybil drove the getaway car. They were eventually caught and convicted. Robert's sentence was 60 years in prison, and Sybil's was two and a half years. Since Sybil's release, she's been able to get her life together. She's been able to maintain a successful career, become a responsible member of the community, and has had six children, all boys, including two twins, through Robert. She's also done a very good job of raising her sons. Her oldest son graduated from a medical college. Her twins are also very good at academically. One son is on a school debating team and plans to pursue a career in justice. One thing is still missing. Robert is not free from prison. His prison sentence was excessive. Sybil has stayed loyally married to Robert during this time and it has been her goal to get him out of prison. It's a goal in which she's been struggling with for years involving lawyers, court appearances, legal department negotiations, and even media interviews. She even has a life-size picture of Robert in his prison uniform glued to a cardboard cutout in the kitchen. It's a reminder to her and her sons what she's fighting for. The battle is undoubtedly a personal one. She loves Robert unconditionally, but it's hard seeing him imprisoned. It's hard for her to see it both as a wife and as a mother. She knows how hard it is for her sons to see their father imprisoned. It's hard when the Justice Department promises something by a certain date and it even has a time limit by law, but they don't have the answers and it's delayed. She's polite about it over the phone to whoever she calls about it, but her angry, angry feelings become obvious when she hangs up. It's also a personal burden for her with her being the getaway driver of the robbery. She served her time, raised her family well, received forgiveness from others, but something's missing. She may have been forgiven by others, but she never asked for her own mother's for, for forgiveness. She's even seen at her local church during a service asking for her forgiveness from her community. And here's a spoiler warning. Don't listen for the next minute if you don't want to know the ending. 
However, at long last, Robert is free. We will see the video of the day Robert is released and driven home by Sybil. The trip ends with a kiss, the first kiss during Robert's freedom. The family celebrates with a backyard barbecue. The final act of the celebration is the family can take the cardboard picture of Robert and burn it on the barbecue. This is a case of the right documentary at the right time. Systemic racism has been a very heated topic of 2020 and it still carries on to the, into this year. George Floyd isn't the first African-American to be killed at the hands of police. Police brutality has caused the death of many African-Americans for, for decades. However, when the news and video hit the public eye, the outrage grew. It was like the outrage over common injustice had been hidden for so long and just exploded at that moment. Like a bubble bursting. It's especially frustrating when they live in a country with a, pre with a president at the time who deny, denies the wrongdoings and want to label protesters thugs and extremists, all for the sake of winning the upcoming presidential election. And talk from right-wing media pundits remind the public of crime statistics involving African-Americans aren't helping to put out the fire either. The outrage was not restricted to the United States. Protests were worldwide as people were united in solidarity not only of what was happening in the United States, but of racism in their own countries. This documentary is about another failure of the system towards African-Americans, the justice system. In the 1980s, a lot of tough-on-crime acts were enforced into law. This has especially hurt African-Americans as prison populations escalated, and African-Americans make up more of the percentage of prisoners than white prisoners. Much of the problem is predominantly black neighborhoods being over-policed and black convicts receiving harsher prison sentence, while crime by whites have gone either overlooked or underpunished. This documentary gives a very good example of this injustice. It puts a human face on what it's like to be the wife of a husband of a harsh prison sentence. Times like these makes you wonder what they'd give a white man who committed the same crime. Sybil comes across as a strong woman who's determined to beat the odds on the outside, but her inner frailty soon becomes obvious. She ends a phone call with the Justice Board politely to, despite the disappointing news, but speaks her anger about how she feels about it after she hangs up. She isn't afraid to speak her mind about the racism she senses once the call ends. She's proud of how her sons have grown up, but she's still upset they all, they've all known the father only behind bars. She talks about difficult but necessary it is to keep her family intact. She even wrestles with the personal demon of her being part of the crime. She served her full sentence long ago and appears to have more than made up for it. The personal things like repentance to those she hadn't repented to still bother her. The use of personal camera works is best at showing the human side of the matter because it gets the honesty of what's been happening. The film focuses on the injustice, but it also focuses on rays of hope. Getting Robert freed from prison isn't the only ray of hope in the film. The first ray of hope is seen in Sybil's own life and parenting. Sybil is an odds beater. She refuses to make a repeat offender of herself. She's become a responsible person in a community and church. She acknowledges the past wrongs she and her husband did and wants to move forward. As for parenting, statistics state children of parents in prison most likely grow up to become criminals themselves. That's not the case for her sons. They're oldest graduates from medical college. Both of her twins do well in high school, and one is active on the school debating team. Her plan, he plans on pursuing career injustice. I'm sure seeing the unfairness his father endured as probably is probably what fuels his ambitions. The husband's freedom is also a symbol of why it's important never to quit on doing the right thing. There are a lot of injustices to overcome, 
but it's worth it no matter how hard it gets. The biggest praise should go to director Garrett Bradley. The film won the Best Director Award in the U.S. Documentary Competition at the Sundance Film Festival, and he became the first African-American director to win this award. The Char it also won the Charles Guggenheim Emerging Artist Award and the Filmmaker Award at the Full Frame Documentary Film Festival. And it's even been nominated for an Academy Award in the Best Documentary Feature category. Bradley does an excellent job in showing the images that tell the story with straight film footage that doesn't have a voiceover and allows the main subject do most of the talking. We get a no nonsense, undistorted story, and a proper, unmanipulated point of view. Filming takes place from multiple angles and we get the truth exposed. It presents a solution, but also with the huge problems it overcomes. Showing the images in black and white is appropriate because while justice shouldn't be black and white, the system has turned into a black and white issue. Even titling the film Time as the film's quality. It's about time served, time to rebuild your life, time to make a family happen, time to raise your children, more than necessary time behind bars, and seemingly endless time to make justice for your husband happen. Above all, the time to tell the whole story and time to expose the problems in achieving the solution. Time is more than just an excellent no-nonsense documentary that does an honest portrayal of its theme. It's the exact documentary we need at a time like this. Also, it's a reminder that liberty and justice for all should mean all. No exceptions.